In this episode, we discuss our favorite places to go for Mexican food. If you love Mexican food, then you'll love this episode of the Los Angeles Podcast. Hello, I'm Joe Copeland, a lifetime resident of the city of Los Angeles and a man who loves his menudos on Sunday. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jay Guzman, also a lifelong resident of the L.A. area and also an aspiring actor. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, everybody, to uh, episode two of the Los Angeles podcast. And in this episode, Jay and I, we're going to discuss something near and dear to our hearts and stomachs, and that is food. And in particular, since uh, Los Angeles was once a former Spanish colony, we've got uh, quite a tradition of Mexican food throughout our community, so we thought we'd share with you guys some of our favorite places to uh, go out and eat. Yes, and by no means are we like asserting that this is the authority list to go by, but it is definitely a reflection of the taste and the favorite locations we prefer to visit. So when uh, you got the hankering, when you're jonesing for Mexican food. (laughs) It's every two hours for me, honestly. (laughs) I've got a main line of refried beans going into my arm constantly. You know, when you're thinking of a good place to go for Mexican food, what's the first place that comes to your mind? It always happens to me on Saturdays and Sundays. I just instinctively know that it's weekends, and weekends mean menudo. And I, I go out of my way to find myself some good menudo. There's a few places I like. It just all depends whether or not I'm stuck at work or if I'm free to chase whatever place place I like to go. All right. Well, let me tell you uh, one of the first places I think about when I want to have Mexican food, and that is a place called Dos Arbolitos. It's uh, located in the area of Granada Hills, I believe it is, off of Nordoff and Plummer, is it? No, no, no. Uh, it could be Woodley. Yeah, I think it is Woodley. Woodley, yeah. yeah. Now, this place, I've actually been going for 25 years. They used to be a little taco shack, essentially, uh, right next to a car wash. So while you were getting your car wash, you'd go and grab some food. But they were so good that uh, when the car wash actually closed down, they moved to a new location and got themselves a real restaurant. And one thing that's special about this place is it's Mexican food from... Southern Mexico. It's not your normal type of Mexican food. The, the food is very flavorful with spices. The salsa has a, has, has a like roasted um, garlic and uh, savory chilies. Uh, great place, uh, delicious beans and rice and, and all sorts of food. Uh, Dos Arbolitos, a uh, couple twins own the, the place. You think uh, this one guy's working there day and night, but it's actually his brother. Yeah, uh, take turns running the place. <laughs> that's funny. It's uh, not me. It's my evil twin today. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, that's the measure of a good Mexican restaurant. If you pay attention to the beans and the rice on whatever combination plate or whatever thing you've ordered, if the beans exceed your expectations, that's a healthy sign that it's a quality restaurant with really amazing food. 
Yes, and it's that big brick of lard that makes the beans <laughs> taste really good. It's also the same lard I sweat out of my forehead some mornings. <laughs> so, um, those arbolitos, you've been there. I have. Uh-huh. I, I really do like their menudo there as well. I've also had their chile rellenos. I remember that was a savory um, surprise I really liked. For some reason, I didn't feel like eating meat that day, and chile rellenos really caught my eye. And uh, the cheese and the, the chili that they use was amazing. Just really memorable. Okay, your turn, Jay. What's one that stands out? Oh, one of my all-time favorites is this family-owned restaurant. They have four locations, but the place I really gravitate towards are Melody's Restaurant. And they're also located on Reseda Boulevard. and uh, Next to a car wash, right? Also next to a car wash. <laughs> and now it's... Uh, a car wash and get your oil change. <laughs> There's an oil change joint too. <laughs> you bring in the, the restaurant coupon uh, or receipt, they'll give you like 10% off. Um, yeah, Melody's has really incredible food. Beautiful presentation. That's one of the things that escalates them above most other restaurants. The plates, the way they uh, you know garnish them with uh, any variety of cut greens or tomatoes or whatever, just makes it look like a delightful dish. I mean, it's a psychological game. You know, when you look at a plate and it looks beautifully prepared and care has been taken into uh, the presentation, it increases your uh, anticipation to eat into that into, into that particular plate. Hmm. Yes, I've been there myself with you uh, several times, and it's definitely a go-to place when you want some good Mexican food. Can I chime in with one more detail? Absolutely. One of the wonderful things that they do have is an outdoor little patio to eat out of. And on a spring or summer day, especially if you go in the mornings, what a great spot to be at. Um, you can observe the intersection traffic and the uh, RTD buses picking and dropping people off. So it's it's kind of cool. You don't get that at most typical Michelin star restaurants. <laughs> and you know when your car is ready for pickup. Yeah, they just give you a two-hunk warning and you know, yeah, it's time to wrap it up. All right, all right. Okay, so I'll throw one in. Well, you know, um, obviously, if you want good Mexican food, you want to go to a Mexican neighborhood or predominantly Mexican, and that is on the east side of L.A., area that uh, uh, is affectionately known as East L.A. or um, Boyle Heights. Mm -hmm. So one place I really like is on Cesar Chavez. There's a little stretch there where it kind of has a old town Mexican feel and the place is called El Tapatio and the reason I remember the name is like that little red bottle of vinegary uh, hot sauce El Tapatio it's real authentic food uh, I'd say probably everyone working in the kitchen is fresh off the border <laughs> <laughs> they bring the, crossed <laughs> yeah they bring the authentic to the place A- absolutely they do so um I will have to say one time, though, I did get food poisoning over there. That's how authentic it was. (laughs) And I didn't go back for a year, even though it was my favorite place in Boyle Heights. And after a year, I was just craving to go back there. And I haven't had food poisoning since. Well, you drove by and you saw the B on the window. So B means bueno. Come on in. I can't blame you for going back. You're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I did okay. Great, great food. I, um, you know, just savory beans, savory chicken soups. Yeah. And it's a kind of a place that everyone in the neighborhood goes to, um, whether you're a you know, working class guy or a retired 
old Los Angelino on Social Security, just walking through the neighborhoods, just hanging out there, talking with the waitresses. Uh, yeah. Good place. I, I highly recommend El Tapatio. They're on Cesar Chavez in the Boyle Heights area. Yeah, that reminds me of another place out close to that, also on Cesar Chavez. It's this wonderful, authentic place also called Zamora Brothers. It's in a residential community, so it's surprisingly uh, located in an odd place. But you walk in and the service is amazing and it's small, but they do have an outside patio for eating. The variety of food that they make fresh every day is impressive. They have everything from carnitas, carne asada, chile rellenos, and of course, menudo. Uh, also pozole. I have this favorite combination there that I have is um, whatever I order, I always eat that along with some tortillas and some queso fresco, a little, you know, cheese on a corn tortilla and salsa to go along with whatever plate is a magical combination in my mind. And, you know, highly recommended experience if you're in that part of town. Hmm. I've never been there, but there's something Jay knows. It's good Mexican food. So if he recommends, what's the name of that place again? It's called Zamora Brothers. Zamora Brothers. Yeah. All right. And where's it located? It's uh, just off of uh, Cesar Chavez um, near Mission Okay. Uh, exit on the 101. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's in that vicinity. If they Google Samora Brothers, I'm sure they'll You know, I've probably been there. I actually went on this kick uh, many years ago where I wanted to eat at every Mexican restaurant in Boyle Heights. And yes. uh, I think I hit a good 95% of them. I just don't remember the names. And I tended to gravitate towards the places that uh, I ended up liking the best. Mm -hmm. But, um, okay, cool. That's a great recommendation. Well, since we are in that neighborhood in Boyle Heights, uh, I got to make a mention to an iconic Mexican restaurant called El Tepeyac. Anytime people talk about eating in Boyle Heights, they say, oh, you got to go to El Tepeyac. And you'll hear that so many times, uh, you'll finally decide, I got to go there. I know, I know. <laughs> it's not easy to find because it's actually somebody's house. It's in a residential <laughs> area again. You know, you literally get served. I mean, the kitchen is literally a kitchen of a three-bedroom home, yes. right? And you got uh, grandma and grandpa and, you know, their, their friends and grandkids all working in the kitchen. It's surprisingly packed. Okay. And I haven't been to this place in probably 15 years, to tell you the mm -hmm. truth. But um, I'm sure they're just as packed today as they were back then. Yeah. yeah. Everybody in the neighborhood loves going over there. I think you mentioned they were across the street from a Catholic church. Yes. So, and that's a busy church. They're always cranking out services. So yeah, you're in competition with churchgoers that are starving and uh, uh -huh. random tourists. Every time I've been there, I end up chit-chatting or eavesdropping on people, and they they'll confess that they've driven from Long Beach or from the Bay Area or any number of places around California just to eat there. It's that iconic. Yeah, I mean the, the service there is really good. The uh, owner, him and his wife, just walk around the restaurant. What's that? <laughs> they died. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's been a little bit since. Okay, <laughs> it's been 15 years since I've been there. <laughs> but that is true. People talk about the the memory of the owner. He'd walk around with his little bottle and he'd yes, serve you a little drink. I was going to say that. Yeah, he would yeah. he would pass around shots uh, for breakfast for yes. all the 
you know, people there that are uh, grubbing up before their work is uh, whatever they do, whether they're a bus driver or a construction worker or city worker or or whatever. Yeah. He was a jolly man who was always just happy to express his gratitude for people coming to visit him. Yeah. Definitely had a booming business. And definitely uh, if you're that involved in your business and care for your patrons, well, should be no surprise that you'd be super successful, even if you're... Serving out of the bedrooms of your home. Oh, yeah. I remember when I had my bar mitzvah and we went there for me, uh, finally being a man, I I was served this burrito that was the length of my fingers (laughs) to my elbow on this platter that looked like a a tray from another restaurant that they had. And they just dump a bunch of meat in there and sauce and beans. They get a big tortilla and they just stuff it around the perimeter so it almost looks like a burrito, but it's really just a whole lot of food. And they had this promotion, like, if you can finish this in an hour, your burrito is free. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I tried. But that, I didn't. That's one thing uh, El Tepeyac seems to be known for is yeah. having very big portions. So yeah, that might be one of the reasons why they're so popular. If you're a working class guy in a working class neighborhood and you need to you need some calories to you know dig ditches and yeah. do construction work, then um, that might be the go-to place to get your calories. El Tepeyac in Boyle Heights. Yeah. Definitely worth checking out once just to say you've been there. Yeah, it's a must. One thing to take notice of, if you're standing outside of the place, um, there's a power pole just adjacent to the door. And if you look up at the transformer, somebody has taken a photograph of the owner who's now deceased and uh, taped it up on the transformer's belly. Oh, (laughs) really? So you can see it. Uh, He's almost looking down with a nice smile, you know, wishing you a good meal. Well, that's nice. I uh, hope to be uh, so recognized when I, you know, (laughs) pass away to have my face on a transformer. Yeah, I have your... Your face tattooed on my back still, so everyone's <laughs> always going to remember you. <laughs> All right. I have another place to recommend. Um, it's also in the Valley, and it's another amazing small little restaurant, but very clean. It's called Señor Sol, and it's also on Reseda, just north of Nordoff Street. And um, boy, does this place pack an amazing menu. Uh, It's really adorable. It also has a small little front patio and the food is surprisingly incredibly delicious. Affordable as well. That's another quality about this place that every time I've gone there, you know, you can get a real quality meal for about 12 bucks. And uh, the service is great. Everybody that's working there is eager and young. And uh, it's also right next to uh, CSUN, the Mm -hmm. Valley College here. So that's one of the tenants is that there's always a lot of young people eating it up. And so obviously they're just whipping food out rand- or constantly. So it's fresh and amazing quality. Yeah, I know you've taken me there a couple times. And one thing I was very impressed with was their salsa bar. Yeah. The salsas are absolutely full of flavor and delicious. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I've got... Um, Probably some place that you hear a lot about as being an iconic place for tacos, and that's over in the in Culver City. If you ever say, "Yeah, I gotta go to Culver City for some reason," uh, someone will invariably say, "Oh, you gotta stop by Tito's Tacos, right?" I heard that so many times. I thought I'd go and check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I was quite disappointed. <laughs> 
And you know, there's a line. There, no, no, that's not one line. There's like six lines. It's, okay. It's confusing. They have so many windows and you're like, well, is it one line or is it, <laughs> you know, each man for themselves at uh -huh. any random window? Yeah. And I can only describe it as, um, you know, old school fast food, you yeah. know, like from the 70s, you know, standing out before Jack in the Box had uh, yeah. indoor dining, you know, just kind of throwing your uh, chips and tacos in a little box. Yeah, it's and a saying, pretty Here you basic go. arrangement. Yeah. It, it, would, it would almost be like a dry taco shell, like a, the kind you would buy at a store if you were going to have Tuesday night tacos at your house. Um, and, and a lot of cheese. I just remember that they would drown you with cheese. But Yeah, you know. yeah I, I got the sense that uh, the owner, Tito, really wasn't Mexican. <laughs> I know. No more than the owner of Taco Bell is from Mexico. Right. <laughs> you know, Taco Bell's always making up food. I, I used to work at Taco Bell when I was uh, um, little. <laughs> yeah, when you were uh, under Young. five feet. <laughs> and, you know, I thought... Uh, their Mexican food was real Mexican food, like the Enchirito. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I remember going to real Mexican restaurants and, you know, say, hey, can I order an Enchirito? Because I really like that. <laughs> and the you puzzle know? look the waiter would give you? Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you know, it's, it's, it's beans in a corn tortilla with red sauce with three little <laughs> olive slices on top of it in a little bowl. That's funny. <laughs> They're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Enchirito. <laughs> I guess it's a cross between an enchilada and an enchirito. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so um, Tito's Tacos, uh, you know, you might want to go there once just to say you've been there, but... Um, yeah, it, it's not bad. I mean, you know, when you're raised on the culinary spectrum of Mexican food that Joe and I have, Tito's Tacos kind of hit you a little bit below the standard line, but yeah. it's, it's pretty good still. And yeah. Obviously worth the trip. Yeah, it's it's not at the bottom. You know, we're talking yeah. Taco Bell at the bottom, Del Taco one level above, yeah. and then Tito Tacos. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Your story about that Enchirito reminded me of, um, I'd never had, um, what's that burrito that they fry, the chimichanga? <laughs> I never had a chimichanga until like later in life. I think I was in my 30s. Uh -huh. I finally had one for the first time. And yeah. I'm like, it's just a fried burrito, man. What's up with that? <laughs> I uh, was so uh, disillusioned. Yeah, that's something Taco Bell made up, right? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Frying the burritos in the same uh, fryer that they fry the uh, yeah. uh, taco shells in. Exactly. Yeah. I remember working there. They'd uh, constantly be making up food like, uh, do you remember the Mexican pizza? Oh, yeah. That was a pretty <laughs> yeah, simple I, idea. I, I, I liked it. and. Uh, <laughs> They had the taco light. Do you remember that? I don't remember. Oh, that the taco light was a taco, but instead of it being in a corn tortilla, uh -huh. it was in a flour tortilla. Oh my God! <laughs> what were they thinking? Lighter in the calories? Not so much. I, I don't know, but they would deep fry the flour tortilla. Oh man! And shape it like a uh, corn tortilla shell. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. What's funny, you called it a taco light, because when I go and order street tacos, I actually request for a, a diet taco. <laughs> um, and usually they know. It just means one tortilla instead of two small corn tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching my carbs. I'm on a diet taco. So, yeah, typically that's what they do. You know, they load you up with two tortillas and the meat on a typical taco, but a diet taco. 
Yeah. Give it a yeah. shot. Try it. Okay. Next time you order. <laughs> I try to go protein style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, we don't have lettuce. <laughs> no lettuce wraps here. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, wrap it in a tomato. Okay. Yeah. I know you got tomatoes there. Yep. Okay. Whose turn is it? Uh, I think it might be your turn to recommend a, one of your favorite places. When I'm in Simi Valley, which is just west of the San Fernando Valley, there's a spot that always gets me. Um, love going there. It's owned by a proprietor, and uh, it's called Mission Burrito. Very standard name. There's probably a million Mission Burritos all over the city, but the one in Simi Valley is a standout as well. I always order a couple of favorites. The chicken tacos, the, the cr- crispy uh, shell ones are amazing. Their salsa is to die for. I always try to get... A container to take with me because I, uh, you know, eat it up and the chips with it. But uh, one of the other things I do like eating there is a um, carne asada burrito with yellow sauce on top. And uh, man, that's a, a winner. A w- really amazing combination. Hmm. I've never had yellow sauce in yeah. a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, I mean, they always have it on standby. They have both red and yellow. Typically, some restaurants always um, bathe the food in like red sauce, but the yellow sauce is good. It, they put bell peppers, onions into the sauce, and it's very tasty. And um, I usually order the number 22 carne asada and bean burrito dinner, and uh, that's a great combination with guacamole and pico de gallo. Hmm. They're going to name that one after you. <laughs> I, I've been requesting that one for so long, they should be calling it by me, by my name. Um, but yeah, that puts me in a food coma every single time. And, you know, I recommend that. There's a couple that maybe, whether you're a longtime resident or you're a new tourist to Los Angeles, you're probably going to head down to Alvera Street. And Alvera Street has a lot of uh, small restaurants there. And they're, they're all, you know, not bad. Not bad. Very, very authentic. Uh, a couple really popular ones is Sieto Lindos, which is a taquito stand at the very uh, northern end of uh, Alvera Street. Yeah. You, might, you might check it out. Uh, very popular. And But if you want to sit down, that one's more like a, like a little, I think they do have a little sit-down place, but usually it's pretty packed. And they have some really nice restaurants, a couple nice restaurants inside. I can't remember the name of the nice one, but you can't miss it. It's the nicest looking one. And its claim to fame is that the wall that makes up a portion of the restaurant is the oldest standing wall in the city of Los Angeles. I think it's something like 1830s or 1850s or 60s, something like that. Mm So, Mud thatch kind of material construction? Something like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. This sign says it's, uh, it's the oldest wall. You know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. Yeah. But um, Alvera Street's probably the oldest street in the city of L.A., so it actually wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I, I remember walking through there and being drawn in by the di- distinction of that little um, signage that talked about the old wall and, and the restaurant looked a little different than the street style um, vendors that were there. Yeah. And and the food's pretty good. You know, it, it is a touristy area, so you'll pay a bit more mm-hmm. for for the food. Yeah. But you can't go wrong going through Alvaro Street because it, it's a, you know, iconic spot and you get a lot of bang for your visual buck you know walking through there there's so much more to see and eat and enjoy mm-hmm. yeah another place i would recommend if you're in the hollywood area um i've discovered this really great food truck and it's actually in a gas station 
um, on the corner of Santa Monica and Vine on the northwest corner. And uh, it's there almost religiously every single night shortly after five. It's a green truck. I don't know their name, but it's very distinctive. Boy, they have incredible food there. And it's uh, one of my favorite little spots. The convenient thing is for a street vendor, they have tables and chairs. They have an awning to protect you from the evening air or um, any particular, you know, rain, rain or something like that. Snow. Right. <laughs> the occasional blizzard that we get here. <laughs> they also have uh, the ability to take a credit card payment through uh, their mm. little Apple Square, okay. which is really convenient because a lot of people don't always walk around with surplus cash. Um Really good tacos. One of my favorite tacos that I've had there, although all the different meats are really good. They have amazing pastor, which is a marinated steak. Also, uh, cabeza, which is, a, you know, cow head. Not brains, but cow head. Um, one of my other favorites is tripas, which are intestines. And I always request the tripas to be extra crispy. And they do them really, really crispy. And they serve those up in a taco. And man, I... I can't describe to you the the level of uh, you know dopamine that's released into my <laughs> mind. And I'm like so like in love with those tacos. I'll go through like uh, a week of not having them, and then I'm I'm like obsessed about that. Like I gotta find a reason to go back that way to yeah. to stop and get uh -huh. one on the way home. <laughs> on the way home, I'll stop off on the freeway and drive it there. Right, right. Say uh, yeah, yeah. Freeway's a little too crowded today. Yeah, I better take a five minute break. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Hollywood uh, and Santa Monica. Santa Monica and Vine. And Vine. Vine. Yeah. yeah. Right there in the heart of Hollywood. Yeah. Right in a gas station's parking lot. Okay. Yeah. So you can make it a twofer. Get some uh, gas for, you know, your typical pricing and get a taco. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then pass some gas afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that will get you all the way home. <laughs> All right. Well, that was in Hollywood, and it, it uh, sparked up my mind of a restaurant in North Hollywood called Salsa and Beer. This one is a really good traditional restaurant. I, I, I don't know what the you know I don't know what traditional Mexican food really really is. Mm -hmm. You know, but you know when mexican restaurants get really large and big mm -hmm. you know they tend to have a certain standardized yeah approach like uh, fajitas yeah. right you know you're not going to get fajitas in boyle heights or mm -hmm. off of a taco truck or a small restaurant but yeah the bigger ones like salsa and beer yeah you can get some shrimp fajitas uh served to you on a sizzling skillet yeah uh, you know, super hot and, you know, with guacamole on the side and your mm -hmm. corn tortillas and a bunch of uh, uh, grilled vegetables to make your own little tacos. So um, uh, salsa and beer, good place. You just can't go wrong there. Everything's good. And they got a big bar as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know if it's a full bar where they can make anything. That depends on the quality of the bartender, but definitely more than just beer in a bottle. You know, you get your draft beer and, you know, your special margaritas and whatever else you want that's popular. Yeah. One of the things that you have to uh, be aware is that place is so popular and there's so many people going there that you have to plan a good 30 minute wait. Uh, typically, parking's not a big deal, but there's always, you know, people that are there waiting for uh, the table and they always come in crowds. So, yeah, anticipate a wait. Yeah, so true. Every time I drive by, there is a line mm -hmm. going 
out the door. Yeah. 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 So sure. pack a lunch for the weight, you know, an <laughs> apple or something to keep you <laughs> occupied. Because the aroma of the garlic and the food and the beans, it's going to kill you uh-huh. if you're standing there waiting. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind eating at the bar, you know, that's uh, yeah. not too bad. It's actually kind of popular for the locals just to kind of hang out and meet the opposite sex as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I, um, I've, I've been there. yes yeah all right all right so have we covered just about all the restaurants or do we want to add one more before we go on to the next segment of the show i think i'm i'm done on my list okay okay oh you know i i just got a quick mention for al and b's they're on the corner or on first street uh, just east of the five freeway also in the bow heights area it's kind of a taco standish kind of place but really old school we're talking maybe 60 years old i guess alan b or the owners of the restaurant literally serving out of their home once again and they've passed away as well and i think their next of kin have taken up on the place it's predominantly a lunch place i don't know if they're they're open for dinner never yeah. Been in that area that late at night. Uh, yeah. But for lunchtime, you know, very quick service, really good beans in their burritos mm-hmm. and tacos and all that. Yeah. So a uh, good place you see there all the time. You know, one thing you got to be aware is uh, gaining some weight. <laughs> Every time I go to Allen B's, I invariably uh, gain a couple pounds by the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So those are our favorite places that we enjoy for Mexican food. If you've got some favorite places you'd like to mention, you know, send us an email. Put us a, a comment there on YouTube or on our uh, webpage at tantalizingla.com. All right, so let's get into the next segment of our show that we call Trivial LA. Okay, I'm ready. And what this is, is a little piece of trivia that someone who's a longtime resident or a native of Los Angeles should know. Okay, so we're going to take turns every week, and this week is my turn to ask Jay a question. He has no idea what I'm going to ask him, but I think this one's a bit of a softball. Okay? False. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jay's really nervous here. Okay, here's, here, here's my bit of trivia. What is the longest street in all of Los Angeles? And Jay's got a puzzled look on his face. And it starts with an S. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got it. It would be Sepulveda Boulevard. Sepulveda Boulevard. There Yay. you go. Yay. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Now, I should have looked up the facts on Sepulveda Boulevard, but just when I remember, it's about 60 miles long, if you could believe it. Yeah. All the way from, I think, San Pedro, mm-hmm. all the way up to Mission Hills in the San Fernando Valley. So uh, I've never traversed the entire length of Sepulveda Boulevard, but I've probably been all through from the northern end, from uh, Mission Hill, through the whole valley, over the Sepulveda Pass, down through the, the west side there, West L.A., to LAX. And then, you know, what is it, West Chester, mm-hmm. um, that area. Yeah. And then I think uh, my car ran out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it goes any any further past El Segundo. I think it might terminate around there. Does it? I, I'm not 100 okay. percent, but I think that might be the the furthest south it goes. Okay. Well, it says 60 miles, so it probably goes a bit further. Oh, maybe my you're right. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
I um I have all these great memories of Sepulveda. Like there's all these cool things that were on Sepulveda as I was growing up. Sepulveda was like the biggest boulevard in my you know. Uh-huh. Uh, El Presidente, the restaurant at the top of the 405 in Sepulveda. That was like a cool hot oh, spot yeah, on the yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the cemetery <laughs> was up there on Sepulveda. Oh, the okay. The mission. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then there's a Jewish cemetery across the street. Right, uh, as well. Yeah. Eden or something like that. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, if you were to take the Sepulveda bus line all the way to Sherman Oaks, the Galleria was over there. Yeah, yeah. Sepulveda. Sounds like we took the same bus line. Yeah. <laughs> I know the Valley the Valley Galleria was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So when I think of Sepulveda Boulevard, I think of the eight ball. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I think we put a few people through school at that place. Uh, you know, when um I remember there was a a, a bus driver. He was a comedian and uh-huh. every he was always talking to the girls. It didn't matter. He got a pretty girl. He was just just a comedian. And every time he would drive by the eight ball, by the way, which is like a topless dancing, or maybe bottomless dancing, new dancing place. High quality, topless and bottomless place. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was uh, better than your average place. Okay. Yeah. So this bus driver, he'd be talk- the girl was always standing next to the bus driver, you know, yeah. by where you put your money in. Okay. Yeah. And as he would drive by the eight ball, this was always his his little gimmick, right? Uh-huh. Okay, and I saw him do it like dozens Over. of times. Right? I know here he goes again, right? <laughs> as he's pulling by the eight ball, he would stop the bus, open the doors, and say, "Here's your exit, miss." <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know oh, she'd laugh, and guys yes. who hadn't heard that stick before would. Uh, Chuckle. Yeah, uh-huh. that's funny. <laughs> Nothing like an old dad recycling the same joke 25 <laughs> million times. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Bus driver with a sense of humor. That's what we like. Yeah. I actually used to uh, take that bus line a lot. I had a uh, job when I was in high school, cold calling people. Mm. It's called Interviewing Service of America. And it was off there by Beeps, uh, Sherman Way and Woodley. Oh, wow. And uh, we get off at 10 o'clock. I was still in high school, and I think the last bus would leave at 10.30, and me and my buddies would have to do like a, a three-mile run. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not sitting the bus on time. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I didn't think this would be reminiscing on Sepulveda Boulevard, you know. Yeah, but it just turned out that way. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That was a good one. I, I, I got... I'm glad I got it because the stress was crazy. (laughs) You're one for one. Yeah. So far, so good. Next week, it'll be my turn. Yes. All right. Well, let's take a look at the time here. Uh, About 30 minutes uh, or so into the show. Is there anything else you'd like to discuss or bring up this week before we call it a day? I've got this really weird rash. Oh, wait. That's that's for a different podcast. (laughs) Okay. We'll save it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Well... I'd say that wraps it up for this week's episode. We'll see you back next week right here at the Los Angeles Podcast. See you next time, guys.